This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again. Today on these Thursdays, we talk with the voice of the Golden Gophers, Mike Graham. He's getting set for the upcoming uh, Gopher football season. Workouts are underway on campus, Grimmer. But before we talk a little Gopher football, uh, Lindsey Whalen uh, gave an interview or talked on KFAN with Dan Barrero a little bit yesterday. Were you able to hear any of that interview? Yeah, yeah. I listened to uh, I listened to most. Uh, actually, I listened to all of it, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, we had... I think you and I had discussed this a, a month yeah. or so ago, and yeah. um, you know, it, it was a lot of the same stuff. Um, you know, it was a situation that uh, it seems like she was um, hoping to come back for another year, and I think they were trying to figure out a way to make it work. And um, and it, it, she wasn't. She it, it was a termination, uh, and, and they were trying to see. I think it sounds like they were from the way I heard her describe it yesterday trying to figure out a way that um, it wouldn't look like a termination, and then things kind of went, I wouldn't say haywire, but um, she, um, she 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 was, I think her quote was, she she's like, I just felt like I had to go home. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so she missed the news conference and then really didn't talk. Uh, you know, it sounds like, I thought the interview was good. I thought she sounded, I don't know, almost relieved a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm sure she's had some time to think about it. And, um, and the dust, the dust has settled here now a little bit. Yeah, and and she said, uh, "I thought it was I was going to resign, but she got the sense that it didn't matter if she did or not. She was out either way, so that probably got her emotions going and why she left the building at that point, I suppose." Yeah, I think that, and I think I, I think there was. I don't think she hit on it yesterday as much, but I think there was some. Uh, thought too, just that her um, that, that it kind of hit her when she talked to her coaches, her assistant coaches, and the players, and then that, that then it became a little emotional for her at that point when when that got there, and and she had to tell the players that she wasn't coming back, and she had to tell her coaching staff that one she wasn't coming back, and it's likely they weren't coming back because there's going to be a new coach, and so I think the emotions got. Uh, got going there at that point and and understandably so you know understandably so and um i'm sure it still is um you know not easy uh for her um but i think that like i said as the dust settles and the time has uh, moved on um it sounds like she has been able to do some some fun things uh, travel and spend more time with her husband and i mean look coaching uh they're well compensated all those coaches you know we we work with them and um but man, the um, the hours they put in, uh, the grind that is now just a twelve month a year job. And look, every, look, I'm not trying to say that their job's harder than anyone else. Every, you know, we all work twelve months a year. I get that and all that sure. stuff. But um, there, you know, there there is a trade off there. There's no question about it. Yeah, and and she talked about uh, she had commitments with USA Basketball, so that kind of kept her hand in the game. And you know, if Lindsey Whalen wants a job in the game of basketball, wherever it might be, she'll get one. Uh, I mean, she has such a uh, impeccable reputation for you know just being a good person and somebody you would want your young people to learn from. So if she wants to get back into it, maybe not as the Gophers head coach, but uh, she'll be able to get a job in basketball. Yeah, I, I would foresee her being back in the game at some point, uh, in some way. You know, um, would it be as an assistant coach? I, I could see her 
going and being a you know an assistant coach for the Lynx even you know mm-hmm. if, if something opens in the in the next handful of years and mm-hmm. the one other thing I think Todd she mentioned yesterday about the whole thing was the fact that she didn't have experience and she was kind of learning on the fly and you know that 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 was always kind of a contention you know point of contention um, even in the sense that if she was going to be terminated um, you know I think some people thought look if you were going to hire someone who had no prior head coaching experience, then you probably need to be a little more understanding and more patient with that. But I also think at some point you just have to say, look, we're going to, we're going to, you know, turn the page here. So, um, you know, I, I actually had a, a discussion with someone about that. Uh, and, and the comparison the person made to me was Don Staley, of course, who um, was a very successful college player. Um, very successful NBA player and then got into coaching. And now she's been a very successful coach and, they and the person I was kind of just discussing this with said, "Well, look what Don Staley did. She she didn't have any head coaching experience, and she's taken South Carolina to the, uh, you know, to the Final Four. She's won a couple of national titles." And I said, "Well, do you do you realize that she was a head coach at Temple for like eight years before she coached at uh, at South Carolina, and she had been a head coach for she she made the Final Four for the first time in her fifteenth season." Don Staley. Wow. It's it, yeah. it's it's hard to believe that because she's still relatively young. Uh, she was playing in the WNBA while she was the head coach at Temple. And remember, what Lindsay did that for one year. I think Don Staley did that for a couple years. She was an NBA player while she was a head coach at Temple, hmm. and actually had pretty mild success early. Um, she's from Philly, and that's how she had the connection to Temple. And um, but all those years of experience, finally, you know, it takes time. I mean, the Big Ten is not a beginner's league for coaches. You know, Ben Johnson, you know, is is uh, is kind of going through that grind right now himself. Uh, you know, learning as a first-time head coach in the Big Ten, it's just it's just hard to be a a, a beginner. Uh, and and Ben's been coaching for you know almost thirty years, uh, twenty-five years, but not as a head coach. It's a different deal, and so. You know he's he's learning as well, and there's hope that that gets turned around uh, for the coming year also. But it's a hard league to win in, and 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 the other thing is the Big Ten last year probably had its best year ever. They probably had a group of teams that just top to bottom was as good as it's going to be in a while. And so it, it was hard to win games when you had four freshmen out there most of the years, and four good freshmen. But um, that's hard to win in, uh, when it's the best Big Ten it's been in a long time. Yeah, that's right. Hey, is it a big loss for the Gophers not to get Jackson McAndrew from YZM Singh where he signed with Creighton? Uh, is, was that Were they in on him? I mean, is that a loss for them, or was he never considering the U? He, I, that's a great question because there's been some mystery around his recruitment. Um, he did not have a Minnesota offer. Um, I'm not sure why. I don't know if he had expressed. There's been varying stories um, about um, that, that he had expressed he's, he's not interested in Minnesota, so they quit recruiting him. But then there was also a story I saw not that long ago that the high school coach was disappointed that the Gophers didn't recruit him harder. And and I know at least locally with the, within the university they were like well you know well we're not recruiting him hard because he told us he wasn't going to come here um, so yeah. I don't know I don't know what that is um, yeah I think that's a loss I mean I think anytime you lose a high end uh, kid that's pretty good he, I, did they win the state title last year I want to say he did right? yeah. he I think I think they did and he was the, kind of the the uh, kingpin uh, within that team and it's a versatile six what nine six ten kid yeah. that can shoot and run and rebound so. 
Um, I, I, it, that, that was, there was a mystery there as to why he was never offered by Minnesota, but um, he, he was not, and um, he is uh, mm-hmm. he's he, he's a verbal. To, they don't they can't sign till November, but oh. they uh, he's, he he gave his verbal commitment yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday yep. to uh, Creighton. Maybe it was Tuesday. I can't remember now exactly, but um, Creighton Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, if he goes to Duke or North Carolina or something like that, but he goes to Creighton, and I think. Man, you got to land guys that go to Creighton instead, don't you? Yeah, although look, Creighton, Creighton was a game away from the Final Four last yeah, year, ranked yep, in the top ten all year, uh, they, and they have, you know, they were in the. When I was in St. Louis, when I was working in St. Louis, they they had Dana Altman as the coach back then, in the early two thousands, and they were the power of the Missouri Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to think where Creighton has gone from the Missouri Valley, and they've worked their way into now the uh, being a power. House in the Big East. They uh, are amongst the leaders in attendance. They get twenty thousand every night at that building they have in Omaha. Uh, that's been through a bunch of different sponsored names. I don't know what it is now, um, but it's a big. So they're like usually in the top five in attendance. Uh, oh. Omaha is a big time basketball market. Okay, um, and so it. I, I think. I, I think even five years ago, I would have agreed with that. And oh. certainly 10, 15 years ago, you'd be, yeah, Creighton, how do you lose a battle to Creighton? You're a Big yeah. Ten team, the hometown team. But Creighton is now, they're playing in a different league. I mean, they're they're playing in a, uh, whether that's right or wrong, they're, they have a big budget. It's a private school. Um, and, and, boy, those Big East teams have, um, it's one thing, you, you want that football money usually, but those Big East teams, none of them have football money. And there is something to be said for everything. Basically, the sole—I'm I'm, gonna—I'm I'm a little exaggerating here—but the sole <laughs> purpose for Creighton right now, in terms of an athletic department, uh, their sole purpose is to win a national basketball title, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, look—they—they they have other sports and they're good. I think their soccer programs are good. Women's basketball's been all right, but um, they don't have football, so um, they—and they're getting Big East money, and so they—they they can they have some resources and. And their revenue is huge because of that attendance. It, it's it's a big deal. So I, I think generally you were like maybe like you say five years ago. Yeah. I, I think you'd say how could Minnesota lose that? But Creighton was um, Creighton has now become a factor here, and the Big East is a factor in basketball for sure. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of uh, leagues changing and morphing, and you know we've been talking about this for a while. It appears as though it's headed toward a Super Two conference instead of a power five and the Pac-12 losing Colorado they're down to nine teams Florida State saying they want out of the ACC it looks like it's it's happening those other conferences are starting to lose teams and you know we could see the the death spiral of the Pac-12 here within a year or two yeah I think that's the case the Big Ten uh, went official yesterday with an announcement that they are uh, exploring expansion opportunities. That's as, as far as they would say, but I think the sources have kind of leaked out that they're looking at Washington and Oregon. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked, like you said, we've talked about this before. Yep. And as late as, or I guess as recently as last week when I was in the Big Ten uh, media days for football, talking with people within the Big Ten who I think would have a a grasp on it. They seem to think that was. They seem to think that ah, things are pretty calm right now. It's probably going to be a little bit, but yeah, there'll be expansion. And I think I even represented that to you last week. And then, boom, uh, out of the blue—not uh, out of the blue—Colorado had been kind of toying with the Big Twelve for a while. But that was kind of the next domino to fall. You know, it's it's been one of these, you know, ongoing things. Uh, 
you know, and, you know, Oklahoma and Texas kind of started it with their leaving to the SEC. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten decided we better keep up and got USC and UCLA. Um, and, and Notre Dame is certainly the next big one, and we'll see where they – uh, what they choose to do, um, they'll be leaving money on the table if they don't join a conference. However, they do like their independence. Um, Big Ten would seem to be the best natural fit for them. And then once that happens, once Notre Dame happens, then then that 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 probably will be the final uh, thing that will kind of put and cinch these leagues. I, and I don't know what the ACC and the the Pac-12 for a moment looked to me like it had the upper hand on the Big 12, and then they kind of fiddled around, and all of a sudden the Big 12 looks to be putting together, speaking of the Big East as a basketball school or a conference, the, the Big 12 already is a really good basketball league, right, with Kansas yeah. in there. And, you know, Baylor is a recent national champion winner. Texas Tech has been in the – they were in the national championship game here in Minneapolis in what year was that, 2018, 20. Yeah. You got 2018, 2019, I think, and so you know, and I, you know, they're they're going to potentially, you know, they're adding Cincinnati, who's had success in basketball, um, and, and some others, and now all of a sudden, if the ACC starts falling apart, I think you could see a Louisville go to the Big Twelve. I think you could see, you know, I, I think the I think North Carolina is the the crown jewel out of the ACC um, in terms of. Uh, exposure, national recognition, everything. I think there'll be a Big Ten or an SEC team to gobble them up. And then the leftovers will have to just, you know, uh, maybe the leftovers of the Pac-12 and the ACC will create this weird alliance of some sort. Who knows? But, yeah, yeah, it's crumbling quickly. I mean, I was shocked isn't exactly the right word, but I I was pretty surprised yesterday at just the frontal nature of which Florida State's going about this because – it's going to cost them thirty to fifty million dollars to get out of the ACC minimum. Yeah. Uh, it could be more than that from the rumors. But their president basically yesterday said, "Look, if we if we don't get a bigger share from the ACC, basically, basically hinting without actually coming out and saying it that if if the ACC doesn't restructure and give us a bigger share than others." Um, because, again, speaking of sole purpose, Florida State's sole purpose in existence for their athletic department is to win a national football title, which yep. they've done a few times. Yep. And so, you know, all of a sudden, if they don't – basically, that guy was saying, look, if you don't give us a bigger share than everybody else so we can compete for a national title, we're going to have to go elsewhere. That I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And then their, one of their trustees basically is like, oh, it's not when, but if, it's not if, but when. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty frontal right there, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and then the uh, ACC was trying to say, well, it's a $30 million difference, but then that trustee, I saw that on ESPN last night, he said, yeah, but it's $30 million a year over 13 years, so it's yeah. more like $400 yeah. million, the shortfall yeah. over the life, and they aren't looking at it year by year. They're looking at it decade by decade uh, yeah. for, for their yeah. program, so that's a big difference. Yeah, those ACC schools were all, you know, it was weird. They signed that grant of rights agreement, which basically um, – locked them into the ACC because there was, you know, this was, I don't know, eight years ago, six, eight years ago, there was thought then that the Big Ten might not be done raiding them because they took went in and took Maryland and mm-hmm. were getting there some other action there, and they did not want that conference to fall apart. So they all agreed to this, kind of signed this, this grant of rights deal, and then signed an agreement with ESPN, which was, which was, good but not great and now they're locked into that technically till like what is it 2033 or something i forget now six 36 yeah 36 yeah Yeah. so 
Um, and, and so, yeah, now you got to figure out there are some outs. If enough teams break out, the whole thing's dissolved, and I think that's what, what the Florida State folks are counting on mm. is that, look, if we bail – if no, and Notre Dame's an, an auxiliary member, but they 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 can have a say too. If Notre Dame jumps, um, you know, there's, then then everyone's going to be, um, you know, seven. Basically, I think it's a seven ACC schools decide they want out. Um, then that league goes away. That grant of rights doesn't matter anymore, and then they can get done. So I think the hope here that Florida State wants is this seismic shift that's just going to break the league up at some point. Yeah, I don't think it'd be as soon as. Like I don't think they're gonna like like USC and UCLA are playing Big Ten football next year in 2024. In fact, Minnesota will be playing at the Rose Bowl, taking on UCLA in a regular season game. Cool. You know, a year from this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the jokes are yeah, it's the only way the Gophers can play in the Rose Bowl anymore. <laughs> but and but but with look with with the way that uh, first of all the Rose Bowl this year is a semifinal game of the playoffs. And then when the new 12-team thing kicks in, it will be a quarterfinal or a semifinal. So the Rose Bowl, as we knew it growing up, which was like that's the dream bowl for anyone that lived in Big Ten country. It, it doesn't, it won't exist anymore. The, the big, the, the Rose Bowl, as we know, it's over. It's done. Not this year. Not next year. Not again. Will it be what we always, uh, you know, thought? So the Gophers kind of missed out on any chance that way. They have to be in the playoffs now. It appears to to play in it again, or play UCLA in a regular season game, which will happen next year. But, yeah, this thing is, um, you know, I, I would I would think by 25, 2025, I mean, I think this could all come together, um, but I don't think that they're going to all of a sudden be competing just already next year. Yeah. Grimmer, thanks so much. Yeah, always enjoy it. Thanks, Todd. Uh, Todd and Friends podcast is brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.